Sorry guys, I won't be listening to the recording, like I don't listen to any of them, but I am walking my way down the stairs from the first floor. Oh my goodness, I'm sending seafood, I think. I'm very cooking something nice. Mm. Yes, I'm cooking. Smells. Anyway. I am outside, let's see, uh, yeah, that bar is open, the one that's such a ruckus until the wee hours of the morning, uh, so, going to take a walk on the boardwalk, and uh, something came up, and I saw it, the opportunistic leech that I am, I would jump on it like a maggot, I mean, like a maggot, on a freshly dished out bird. So now it's very pretty. Yeah, Akronia is very nice in the evening. I was still building the light and then all around water. Anyway, don't take it personally. Uh, no, it is actually not the first one, I don't think, of the, the four agreement, but it's definitely one of them. Don't take it personally, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. And I have liked this one for a long time. And I think for me, I have, I think being impeccable with your word is one. Don't make assumption, don't take it personally and always do your best, if I'm not mistaken. But the don't take personally is very interesting. And, uh, I think I got a, another dose of that today uh, as an opportunity to, to not take it personally, which can be quite challenging not to, when either you are lashing at somebody or some, obviously if I'm lashing at somebody, I took it personally. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, and vice versa. And so, with Belen, it is, it is very interesting. It's kind of back and forth, uh, lots of very nice moments. And then I think we, we still have a lot of misunderstanding. And uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm really, I'm really curious to to see how that's going to be now. But uh, we are both hot headed. And, uh, and something came up to where we were outside and, you know, having a good time, running a couple of errands, and, and she kind of slapped me in the back. And for the one who knew, I am not a horseplay person. I don't like, I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not kind of physical contact, even though it was, you know, it was light humor, it was, you know, very friendly, nothing, you know, special. But I just didn't enjoy, so I basically asked her not to redo that. And then a little while later, she redeemed it. <laughs> and I'm a little more sternly being like, don't do that. I don't, I don't like that. I have already mentioned it. I don't like this physical play. Uh, anyway, 
And I think there was a misunderstanding along the line. I think there might be other things involved. Uh, I think in some of the situation, it's never really one thing. And so, uh, it's basically, a, a storm brew. And uh, she ended up uh, going back to the apartment by herself. And then I, I had an Italian lesson, which we knew about. So I ended up carrying it on. And uh, when I got back to the place, uh, I went by her and then, you know, tried to see if she wanted to talk and I could tell she was pissed. I'm like, okay, that's fine, you're, you are, you're not in a place. So I went and then told her I was going to make some soup and then, and then asked her if she wanted to come with me, take a walk after, on a boardwalk. And of course, you know, she was, she was in bed by then and I could tell she was upset, but I, I wanted to offer it, uh, just in case, you know, kind of... Uh, not to have to talk about anything, but to just spend time together. And anyway, it became clear that that wasn't the case. That there is some venting she has to do, and uh, and some came out. And so there I was, and there she was, lashing out and saying those things about... Well, whatever, those things don't really matter, actually, at the end of the day. But the gist of it was to be there... Let's just call it to be in that storm and then not react. Like I don't I don't have to do anything. I don't have to answer to that. I don't have to answer anything. I don't have to defend anything. That happened a few days ago too. And I think that stance, for me at least, is occurring because I mean, even though, you know, it is I'm a very flexible person right now in my life. I'm very mobile, uh, very easily mobile, but I have, I have committed myself to, to this relationship and uh, uh, realizing that if she wants to end it, which, which is fine by me, I will of course, you know, live. If I, you know, if I feel like I'm not wanted, if I'm not wanted anymore, I will of course live. But I would not live because. I'm going to lose my shit or because I will be angry. For those I realize, I'm going to be angry inside. Not like I'm angry and therefore rage blow shit up. Which has been my pattern. And I think some of that might be related to taking things personally. Ah, a little bit of rain. We'll see where that takes me. And... Uh, not sure if you can hear the wave, it's quiet, but they are here. And so it's kind of a, in a way it's a more passive, maybe a little more open, and maybe a little less self-righteous. I'm not even sure about it. But nonetheless, the don't take things personally that, it's been something that I found interesting for a while, which is like, which is like, it doesn't sound very good. Maybe I'm going too fast here. But what I mean for what's happened to me or those few times where I have become more aware of it lately in my life is related to having somebody upset with me and not reacting to it. 
And I think I have to say to be upwardly mobile in that situation to be, to have room, you know, like, uh, I'm sure it affected that, to be in a place where I'm okay here, I'm okay not here, I'm sure it's bound to have an effect on how I may react or proact. <laughs> I guess you can say to proactive, to be proactive or reactive. And so, you know, here I am in a situation, I am, I find her more endearing with each passing day, so I do trust that. And at the same time, to realize that, you know, I have known this person for months. Hey, I have, uh, I had known Glenda for almost 22 years. And at the end, we were like strangers. So, I am not going to invest that much energy in, in trying to know or trying to go on the path of knowledge that way. I think I'm more going to go with with those feelings, you know, and then also to be to be respectful of when she's in a place to where she needs to vent. Or that's the only way, that's the only venue she has for the anger, the frustration, the sadness, the, the you know, feeling judged, feeling uh, uh, rejected, all of those feelings that we all, that we all have, my friend, all of us have them. That's something that I've learned from my time with Hal and those group sessions we did. We think we are so special, but it's just dressed up differently. It's the same shit for all of us. And uh, if I am able to look at it differently, if I really do have a better handle in a way that makes me more responsible. And that put that pin of responsibility harder on me than on her. So she is, you know, she is my mirror. And she's my most powerful mirror because she's the most important person in my life right now. And of course, right now I'm in my life. It's all that I have. And therefore, things that are going to come up, if I am to benefit from them, it's going to be crucial for me to remain open. To not close myself, to not defend, to not attack, to remain open, honest but open. And I could actually say with a certain, uh, certain pride, you know, that basically she, you know, here I am. I was, I made some soup, and she didn't want to eat, and then I was cooking, and basically oatmeal. She loves it like it's muesli and then I guess oatmeal with soy milk and then raisins. Anyway, it's very nice. Uh, well, we really enjoy it. So anyway, I was making and while I was making it, you know, 
Yeah, she told me she didn't want to talk, but from time to time she would get up from the bed and she would basically lash out. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, once in a while I would say, okay, like I heard you. And uh, and then I was there. I, I just did not did not respond. You know, I I, I realized that whatever I was going to say was not going to match energetically where she was. She was not in reason. She was in reasoned emotions, but not reason. And she felt wounded, and she felt hurt, and she more than likely, you could say there was a hint of victimhood, and therefore she was looking for justice. And in this case, I was a culprit. And I understand that. Because we all can relate to feeling that way. And uh, in this case, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to play that role. I'm not going to indulge that, but I will be here for you to, to do your venting part, to get it out of your system. And, uh, and that will be it. And then to be okay with that. without wanting it to be different. And in that way, that's a challenge for me because I realized before it was hard for me to accept that, to stay in that situation. It felt very uncomfortable, you know, wanting to fix it, you know, wanting it to go away. Of course, for my comfort, you know, not for the other person, uh, a different form of selfishness. Um, and those things don't help. They just don't. So to use those cathartic moments when somebody is upset with you or you or somebody else and take it to a different place instead of reason. So this is what happened. This was right. This was wrong. You could either talk about what you felt which was your personal experience Ah, yes, can do a lot of but for me, I am going to, of course, I'm going to keep uh, trying with Belen to express what I felt and what I perceived. Case in point, case in point. Uh, during one of our, agree our, our arguments we had, she ended up talking to her mother and basically uh, giving a spiel about what a bad thing that was, and you know, and that's all fine. And uh, when she told me, I was like, that's fine, but I'm going to feel awkward, you know, the next time I'm around your mother, because here's your uh, only daughter who's telling her about her boyfriend who, you know, who's not treating her right, and regardless of how great you tell me that a mother thinks of me, this is not something that's going to go away, I am aware of that, I'm mindful of it, and that's going to be tinting my legs next time I see her, and uh, we were talking about that, and, and 
then you know I'm sure well, I'm sure she was feeling she had mixed feelings so she was like but Anthony you know my, my son Victor is just is so he, he thinks he's great and even my mother because I've met her twice and you know I really you know there's really nothing you're, you're a great guy they all know it and you know, there was this one thing but that's nothing and I'm like hey, but that's you know it's I wasn't able to get across that this is what it feels like like I, I'm, I'm going, I'm feeling a little defensive now, because your your mother took a one-sided tale, which of course you are her daughter. So you know, parents will pretty much always side with a child or a couple. Will you know? In most cases, they will side with with a couple. At the end of the day, they may not fully agree, but that's a couple. That's a partner, anyway. And so there is this. Uh, Definitely, there's this challenge ahead of me when it comes to, maybe you could actually say, I could loop that back along the line of not taking it personally, you know, like, how can I make appreciate that there was a situation, this thing happened, you were part of it, but this is not about you. You know, something I felt did not start with your mother or with you. It's an old pattern, and those things just keep coming back up until eventually they get resolved, some of them at least. And some people seem to be better at using those opportunities to to, to work on those things, to see, to see the potential. And so, and, and I'm really hoping that I'm not getting the wrong impression that I'm putting my horn and that I think that I'm the shit, because that is definitely not what I'm trying to do here. But I do feel like I am making headway. I do feel that I am calmer in the storm. Um, I do feel a growing distance. And I do feel like I am more mind mindful of the decision that I have to make, which is to engage or not, instead of, of course, I have no choice but to engage. And uh, that is an interesting, it, it, it does feel different, uh, of course, and, you know, there is a level of discomfort because now our intimacy is challenged, you know, uh, there is going to be some, you know, personal discomfort. Uh, but at the same time, I realize, you know, as we are in the, in the honeymoon phase of developing this relationship, some of those battles are going to be very important. And for me to stay the course, it's going to be very relevant. Instead of minimizing it, or for the sake of comfort, to shove it away. It is going to be important for her to see me, and it is going to be important for me to see her. And I know I have work to do. I know. I realize that there are part of me that are a little insensitive in, in way of minimizing things that for her are important. And that I am aware. Uh, maybe that I have trouble to relate to. Um, you know, some of those values that a lot of people have, you know, in terms of where they're living and things that matter to them, and to me that don't. 
not that it don't matter at all, but I don't base my decisions on those because it just, it doesn't make sense. You know, I don't want to have dirty clothes and looking like a bum. But at the same time, uh, having a couple of holes in a t-shirt is not an issue for me. You know, the t-shirt is going to be clean. Well, that also can be discussed on the Camino since I wash everything by hand. But, you know, when I'm stationary, I use a washing machine, so they're going to be clean. But they don't have to have no holes or even if they have a little stain or something that just doesn't make it look as good. I'm going to wear that. So when it comes to what I wear and, uh, you know, some of what I say or... I am not definitely not a politically correct person. And uh, that's just a reality. And, uh, and there, there, are, there are some values that we, we are going to have to compromise and we're going to have to mitigate and uh, negotiate. And, uh, but that's normal, the way I look at it. You know, we are, we are in a very early stage of this relationship. And, uh, yeah, to me, to me, this is something I want to put effort on, or effort in, uh, is to really establish a base for for an effective communication and and to actually now I'm saying that I realize to talk about our values because I'm not sure I know. I mean, I know some of the things she said. But I'm not sure I know what her values are. And I'm not sure she knows what mine are. I've talked about them, but we've talked about a lot of things. And uh, we're, we're coming from different universes. You know, my, my life path is definitely not your typical. And I'm not saying that she is far from me, because she is not. She's quite a robot. She has, uh, the more I'm learning about her life, uh, of course, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be hearing from her parents, and there's something that I'm not going to go ask, because some of that stuff is pretty bad in terms of, uh, of the story. Uh, um, but that, that she is, uh, I think, again, another similarity we have, I think she's quite sensitive. And maybe that's where those things kind of are happening, where she really gets pissed, that she gets overwhelmed on a sensible scale, and she retreats to that mode. And I think that mode has kind of worked in the past with other men. I can speak for women, but the way that I see it, and the way she's been interacting with me when she gets in those places, uh, I think it has been an effective method, more than likely, to turn men away or to get rid of men, either way, to push away. And uh, and I think to be with a man when you would lash out and the man would not defend and would not lash back at you might create a different stage. And I am not saying that I am taking charge or I'm going to be teaching her. No, but as, as a partner, 
that's something that I want to work with, that I am mindful of and that I feel that I can contribute. And I see the value to maybe help turn those of the situation into something else. Because it is obviously not sustainable. So this is definitely not going to be acceptable in the long term. More than likely, I really don't see that. Uh, but this is fresh, we're early. You know, my life is in such a way that I can, uh, I can, uh, I, I can really hone my energy and my interest, and uh, go easily on a nutrition path, you know, and in the language course and uh, learning my languages. But after that, you know, I there's not too too much that is going on. You know, I cook, I run, I meditate, and then. Uh, then I have plenty of time. We, 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 are, we, are, we are spending plenty of time together. Many hours. So, it is definitely a new way for me to look at a relationship. And again, I mean, before her, we're talking about Glenda. And there was about four years ago the divorce, and I was with that woman for 22 years. You know, for that, uh, what you would call the big love story of my life. And uh, I have, I have not, my goodness, uh, I have never lived with anybody before Glenda. I had some relationship, some that lasted a few months, but yeah, Glenda was the first serious, and then from there to the meeting her, and then within a year marrying, and then we lived together. So this is the second person. Yeah, this is the second person in my life. And what a different person I have become since 1995. What a different person. It's almost as if a part of me is disinterested in the outcome. Doesn't find it interesting or important. And uh, it's more into the process in terms of how things occurs, yeah, come up, and then what to do with those, and those are the most important, you know, not not like an investment in terms of how should I deal with that to protect or to make sure that what I have is reinforced or stay secure, but uh, no, it's it's it. Each moment is is the most important, and not whether it is the last moment for those two people to be together or not, but just because this moment, you know, it is more than, each moment is more than just Antonia and Belen or whoever I'll be with. Each moment is life. And to, to, to fully invest into that moment instead of allowing the mind game from the past to predict the future and influence the present. And so the whole time, you are never really there. You're always thinking, planning, interpreting, trying to manipulate or control. And yeah, really, I would call it really an unhealthy form of selfishness. Because I don't believe we can be, I don't believe we can, I don't believe we can be unselfish. I think it makes no sense. Kind of along the line of uh, not comparing the, the previous podcast 
but what kind of selfish person are you going to be? Because of course, I'm going to take care of myself, I'm going to be mindful of my needs, and that's my number one responsibility. And when some people come along or some situation where there is a sense of worth or a feeling that something important is happening, how you might smoking, how you might somehow convert the quality of the selfishness into something else. That those people are more special to me, so it is also a form of selfishness, but it affects you differently, that they become included, they become more included than the rest, and who they are becomes more important, and their happiness also becomes more important. I remember with Pilar that I used to tell her, it's like, your happiness is more important to me than having you in my life. Because, you know, when I got to finally accept that, you know, she was not in love with me, it was a painful process. But then I realized I love her so much that I want her to be happy. I want her to be happy more than I want her to be with me. Even though it tore me apart for a while. But I got to that place and that's when I realized, my goodness, I really love this woman. In a different way. In the most unconditional, unconditional way that I have ever had before unlikely to happen in the future, not impossible, but really unlikely. It was really interesting. And, uh, and then to, to value the quality of whatever that thing is and to be affected at the selfish level to, to, to include that person, their value and their happiness as much as yours. And in the case of Pilar, more, more than mine. I became less important, which is still a mystery. She's the only person in my life. Well, Glenda was different because we had reciprocity. We, we were both in love with each other. And uh, with Pilar, it was different. It was different. I had a lot of images think, thinking about her and about me in a life and uh, it was just an interesting quality to be to be caring to be so mindful of another person and uh, to be so self-effacing with her and a unique experience which i will always value the chances that i will uh, connect her connect with her again are very 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 slim But, uh, yeah, she, she is a very, very special to me, very special. I have learned a lot from her. She has been a great, great teacher. And more than likely, those, those teaching moments are still rippling in the deeper recesses of my psyche as I move on in life. So, yeah, something very sweet about her will stays with me and I will forever be grateful. So, not taking it personally. I'm kind of uh, 
digressing a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. There is a uh, a voice message from Pilar Garcia, but that's not Pilar. That's uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to see. Anywho, that's a longer podcast, but it's a beautiful Friday night. The little drops have subsided, so it is just a nice, breezy, calm, dark night, and enjoying, actually, spending a little time, in a way, in a weird way, you could almost call it a masochistic way, grateful for... For the clash that occurred because they do inspire me you know i have to admit it it's uh they they invigorate me they they make me feel alive more alive but they really got parts of me engaged which normally don't and i enjoy and i'm enjoying the evolution i'm enjoying to see how that's evolved in you know in a month we've been together just a little over a month and how already some things are changing on my end. Uh, I think on hers too, but I don't know exactly for sure because I don't have a, a baseline to, to compare that with. I don't know who she was before. But for me, you know, for sure. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to see where that's going to go. So here I am one more day. Uh, Thank you, willing ears, and just in case, it could be interesting, but uh, if Penny, you end up listening to these messages, to this uh, audio, a little shout out to you, Uh, I enjoyed my, well, I've already said it, enjoy my conversation with you, and for the one who don't know who Penny is, she actually doesn't live far from here, which is kind of funny, but, uh, so she's Spanish, she's speaking Chinese, English, Italian. So we we are we, we hooked up to practice Italian on the Conversation Exchange, which is a a nice website for people who want to practice. And we had a first talk, and I enjoyed going from Italian to Spanish to English. I, I like jumping languages. So a little shout out to you, and to you all. Uh, thank you for being who you are. And uh, until we meet again. Om.